Please rise. Court is now in session. I strenuously object. A legal podcast brought to you by the Pittsburgh law firm of Flaherty Fardo is now in session. All those seeking information about the law and legal matters affecting the people of Pittsburgh and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, half-baked opinions, and a dose of self-indulgence are invited to attend and participate. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The defense strenuously objects. You would! Call the first witness. Welcome to I Strenuously Object. We're going to do the ugly baby case or no case joining us yet again. I don't know if we can if we can kind of mute it for his purposes, right? It's the Godfather. We're going to call him the Godfather. Godfather is joining us, okay? Uh, turn the sound back on. Joining us today is Everyday Ron, the, you know, the man of six opinions and uh, the juror extraordinaire and, of course, a longtime friend of attorney Noah Fardo. The two of them are both joining us today. Noah, how are you? Ron, how are you? Morning, William. Morning, Ron. Morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to start here and get back into uh, another case or no case. And this is the uh, the much the much uh, the much teased and at least once maligned ugly baby. You got to see the baby. <laughs> when are you going to see the baby? So here's the situation, and I don't have underlying, I haven't found this underlying case. So like literally the blurb I give you is all I've got as far as actual knowledge of what happened. But we can bandy about some hypotheticals. We've got a husband here who saw his newborn daughter and said, that child is just too ugly. Is it me or was that the ugliest baby you have ever seen? That is a, a quote, incredibly ugly, end quote, baby. Uh, and relevantly did not look like either parent. So he accused his wife of cheating on him, right? She must have cheated on me with some ugly guy because look at this ugly baby. It was like a Pekingese. Doesn't look like her, who's pretty, doesn't look like me. At that point, the wife admits that in fact what happened is she had several plastic surgeries before they met. And so she... I guess, was previously much uglier than uh, than what she was by the time this guy met and married her. She didn't tell him about the plastic surgery before they were married. So he sued, basically claiming that it was fraud, right? That she misled him by not disclosing these prior plastic surgeries, her prior cosmetic history before the two of them were married, right? So... He's filing a suit, presumably sounding in fraud, although the underlying uh, the underlying facts didn't make clear exactly the grounds. I note that the place where I read this blurb indicated that he successfully won his case uh, and that the wife had to pay him some $120,000. Um, we can talk about what might or might not swing the balance on that. But before we do, uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Noah. Case or no case? Uh, what a snuggly baby. Isn't that what isn't that what Elaine says? I said uh, some snuggly baby. Maybe that's what this guy meant to say too. I mean, from what I understand in my life is that if I mate with someone, their genetics could take hold or my genetics could take hold. And they could mix and give us a third result. And then it's so subjective. Ugly, right? I mean, I'm not buying this at all, Bill. I need some arguments as to why this is a case. But if you ask me just from what I heard, this is not a case. Everyday Ron, your thoughts. Um, did you say that this child was biologically this gentleman's child? We proved uh, that? 
as far as I know, I don't know that there was ever a paternity test, right? But he made an accusation to his wife saying, you cheated on me because look at this child. And her response is, I didn't cheat on you, but I did have a bunch of plastic surgery. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a different situation if it turns out she actually cheated on him. But we're assuming from, from the blurb I read and whatever else, the issue here is not that she cheated on him, but that she did not disclose a, a history of cosmetic surgeries that predated their meeting. Uh, to me, it's going to hinge on whether this uh, the paternity test. If if this child is this dude's child, then there is zero case here. He's producing ugly offspring. It's his problem. It's his fault. He should be sued. Are there certain things that if he had withheld from her before the marriage, she would have had a case against him? In other words, maybe his net worth, or if he had been a convicted criminal and hadn't told her before the marriage, or an athlete, or his athletic ability. I mean, I'm thinking about suing my wife. I know how good of an athlete I was. Why aren't my children better? It's not me, right? Definitely not you. There, there are kind of two principles that I think I want to talk about here legally to help illustrate the land that we're in, right? The first of which is spousal tort immunity. So at the old common law, none of this matters because you, you can't sue your husband or wife, right? There are a few jurisdictions where that's still the case, where you simply cannot file a lawsuit alleging any tort against your spouse. Now, that's not necessarily in play here, but like there are places that have different and modified rules about that. Um, so theoretically, if your spouse misrepresents to you, you know, some fact, and then apart from marrying them, you take some other specific action in reliance on that, right? Um, I'm trying to think of an example here. Let's say you misrepresented your athletic abilities in the past. And so you start paying for a bunch of expensive coaching for your kid because you think that kid's got athlete genes. And it turns out you were just lying about that. Theoretically, I could sue my spouse saying, I wouldn't have spent this money on this athletic coaching if I knew the unathletic stock from which you truly came. Um, that's not going to be a particularly strong case under the circumstances either, but it's at least something that, that exists, right? You can, in fact, sue your spouse for misrepresenting things to you if you then go ahead and take other actions in reliance. But if after marriage you invest with them in some sort of company or some sort of investment and they didn't disclose to you some terrible, terrible uh, debt that they were in and that affected your investment as well, would that apply? I would, I would distinguish suing your spouse for fraud where the, where the decision that you make is separate from and, and subsequent to the marriage itself and fraud where the fraudulent act you took was agreeing to marry them in the first place, right? Suing your spouse saying, if you had told me this truth, I would not have bought plane tickets to what turns out not to have been your true homeland. So I can sue you for $10,000 because you're, you're not really from where you said you're from and suing them saying, I would have never married you. Now, that's not to say there's nothing that happens, right, if they if they fraudulently induce you into marriage, but I don't think there's a freestanding civil action or tort for that. What you can do is you can get an annulment. Now, I, I am typically accustomed to hearing like, well, look, there's divorce at civil law. Annulment is more of like a canon law process, religious annulments uh, that people get for religious purposes separate from and typically on top of a civil divorce as opposed to annulment. But there is a civil annulment. There are limited factors set forth in the law that tell you under certain circumstances, you know, including certain kinds of fraud, that can be a basis to go in front of the court and get your marriage annulled. But you can't sue for damages because choosing to marry someone, it's, it's, 
you don't just get to sue under like basic contract theory for that specific decision. There's a whole area of law dealing with divorce. We can't turn divorce cases into breach of contract. Right? And similarly, if you're fraudulently induced into marrying someone, you can't treat that like fraudulently being induced into a normal contract. There's a whole area of law governing annulments. Call a family lawyer, talk about what your options are. In a lot of regards, you know, an annulment or a divorce work out kind of the same from practical perspectives, but not in every case. So you might have a claim for an annulment if what you're doing is trying to end your marriage and, and say this marriage was never valid in the first place. But I think from a legal perspective, that is different from asking the court to award you damages because you chose to marry somebody. So this case is not a really an ugly baby case. The ugly baby is just something that was a catalyst for this guy to then later discover that his wife had some plastic surgery and was ugly. It's, it's an ugly wife case that became beautiful. It's a, it's it's a secretly swan. ugly yeah. wife case. It's a secret <laughs> ugly black swan. And again, like no case. I know girls that were ugly as kids, right? And then by the time we got to high school, my buddies wanted to date them. That, is that fraud? Because she was ugly, you know, as a child, right? I mean, yes, it does seem like the plaintiff in this case um, may have jumped to some premature conclusions, right? You could have an ugly duckling uh, that turns into a beautiful swan. Like that, that that's a thing that exists in our mythology and, and in real life. And uh, there's some real misogyny problems here, specifically when it comes to, you know, valuing a, a woman's worth and a woman's appearance and an ugly daughter versus an ugly son and all of this other stuff. You know, I don't want to get into that. I'm super, I'm, I am very uncomfortable with like the underlying, you know, misogyny and worse that kind of undergirds viewing your wife's pre-surgery appearance as a disqualifying factor as if her only job in marrying you is to produce attractive offspring. Tons of super problematic stuff here is relevant and is also a reason that I don't think that you should be awarding this person damages because he sounds kind of like a scumbag. But I, I think the underlying principle of what it looks like to sue someone for fraud uh, and what their duty to disclose is, is a little bit interesting. I have so many issues. <laughs> yeah. But, my wife is blonde now, but I know she's truly a brunette, right? <laughs> Can I start suing her? Like, let's go. Well, did, you know, I, I want money. Did you know she was a brunette before you married her? No. Hell no. I've only known her as a blonde, but I've seen pictures now, right? I've been defrauded, defrauded. Well, How do you say that word? Anyway. No, no, you said that right. And what if my wife became unattractive later in life? I mean, this happens, Right. They let themselves go, right? Now I'm suing because you were hot when we first started dating, right? Oh, and by the way, you used to put out and now we don't, right? We went from four times a week to four times a year. This opens a whole, whole can of worms between marriages um, and spouses. I'm not into it. No case. I am super not into it. Um I have been in the process of letting myself go for decades now. I'm deeply committed to that specific act. No, I mean, look, when we're talking about fraud, nothing that happens after you get married is going to be fraud, right? Your wife didn't lie to you about the future. Um, there's actually principles in contract law, right? That, you know, fraud has to be 
some something some statement about something that happened in the past or the present, your present intent. Now, if you married someone with the intention of, man, as soon as we get married, like I am going to chop all my hair off and do X and Y and Z, like you could argue that lying about that intent, right, becomes fraud. But things that happen later uh, are, are not going to be fraud. But misrepresentations about the past are where this may theoretically swing. Just hear me out on it, right? Let's say you asked your wife before you got engaged or before you got married, hey, is, is blonde your natural hair color? And your wife says, yes. And that's a lie. And you later determine that it's a lie. But you asked that specific question before you got married. Does that change your analysis as to whether there's some actionable fraud here? Something as superficial as dyeing your hair, no. I, I, I understand that. However, yes, I mean, if she was like a, uh, maybe a convicted prostitute, right? And I asked her, hey, have you ever sold your body for sex, right? And then later I discovered she did. That's a problem. Let me back, me, right? Okay. Let, I, look, up to you if you want to get yourself canceled on that or right. not, Rod. Uh, we are very sex positive now. Sex work is real work. And if you stigmatize sex work, you know, the you, you, you could draw the ire. So I give you the chance to I give you the chance to pick some other. <laughs> I re I support the hookers. I'm just saying, from a health perspective, I need to be made aware of that. Period. Well, so I, I have seen examples, and these were in the area of annulment cases as opposed to suits for damages, right? Where there was discussion about past medical history or psychological history, right? Where someone before they get married asks about, you know, your health background, and the person lies. And then they later on are seeking an annulment saying, look, I would have never married you if I knew about condition X, Y, or Z implicitly because it was only a, a rule saying, hey, that medical records were discoverable. But implicitly, the courts have indicated that, you know, that could possibly at least make out a viable case for fraud such that it triggers an annulment as opposed to a divorce, not necessarily that damages would be awarded. I, I think here's a situation that is a bit more realistic and will touch upon all of your feelings as fathers. What if before the marriage, your wife said, yes, I want to have children. And then after the marriage changed her mind and said, no, I never want to have children. And you still wanted to have a family. Yeah. Let me, let me tweak that a little bit. If she changed her mind, she's allowed to change her mind. You may find someone who's willing to support a divorce in that situation, but it's not going to be a ground for an annulment and it's not going to be a ground for a lawsuit. Um, you can't sue your wife for changing her mind. She's allowed to change her mind. But if she said to you in the first place, yes, I want to have kids, but secretly, you know, either she couldn't or and specifically did not want to and knew that she either couldn't or did not want to. Right. She knew at the outset when you asked her the question, you know, do you want to have kids? And she knew you wanted to hear yes, even though her answer was no. And she said yes anyway. You could make out a grounds for an annulment on that case, because obviously this is the sort of fact someone might choose to rely upon. Uh, pro probably shouldn't, at least in an oven by itself. But, uh, you know, it depends how voluntary or involuntary that is. The important factor here to be grounds for an annulment, as I understand it, uh, is it has to be a misrepresentation made prior to marriage that was false at the time it was said. And if you if you did that and you reasonably relied upon it, it looks like from a family law perspective, you can bring you can seek an annulment as opposed to a divorce, whatever the consequences of that distinction may or may not be. So you'd have to find some sort of medical records or something that showed that she was medically unable to have children before you, you got married and when she had agreed to have children. 
some demonstrable fact in that regard. Yeah. And the other thing to think about, you know, even, even if that gets you an annulment, my position is it doesn't or shouldn't be able to give you a suit for damages unless you talk about some other specific act that you took apart from or in addition to the marriage. Right. Um, you know, so theoretically, right. Let's say that based on that misrepresentation, um, you spent $50,000 on the wedding itself and then you married her and then you find out soon enough that the statute hasn't passed. Um, and so now in addition to seeking an annulment, uh, in kind of a family law perspective, you can theoretically at least articulate a, a fraud-based claim for the damages on like the actual cost of the wedding itself. I would have ne never married you and I would not have spent $50,000 on this wedding if you did not lie to me about whether or not you wanted to have kids. That's a case that I can imagine being somewhat plausible fraught in a bunch of obvious ways, but not completely dismissible out of hand, mm -hmm. kind of hearing it the first time through, which is about the best you're going to get out of me on any of this, like, sue your spouse for fraud, is okay, like, you know, you might survive preliminary objections, you might get a judge to hear a little more about your case. You know, have you seen any, you know, any cases in in your practice or in the news or whatever that, that kind of talk about the, the question of whether or not like a spouse can sue another spouse for fraud. Can a spouse sue another spouse for fraud? Um, I think yes. If it's a material misrepresentation that actually causes some type of financial harm. But if it's subjective on how good our children look, then no. But they're not great cases and I'm not taking them. No, that's that's right. It, you'd have to come up with some really unique facts for me to be willing to throw my my hat in the ring on the side of suing your spouse for fraud, um, even if the conduct's pretty bad, right? Like I, I just don't view, I don't view the marriage contract itself contract. I'm, I'm air quoting that just so you can see it. I don't view the marriage contract itself as something that is subject to the same fraud analysis as every other kind of contract. And then once you've gotten past that, I'm not all that into most occasions of suing your spouse for other stuff because you're already married. I recall seeing a case where a spouse did sue based on failure to disclose HIV. And I can't recall whether or not it was passed to the child or not. But the court in that case did look at that as a material misrepresentation. And you've heard of cases where people sleep with someone they're unmarried to, where they needed to disclose an STD or what have you. But not great cases. Well, I might be willing to make a distinction here, too, between... So in the world of fraud and fraud and the inducement generally, there is a difference between intention, like intentional explicit misrepresentations, false statements that you make and misrepresentation by omission, right? So it's one thing to specifically lie to someone, and it's a different thing to not disclose a fact when under the circumstances I would be under a duty to disclose. So for example, I might feel differently about if I asked my spouse, hey, do you have HIV or you know some disease, and they lie to me about the answer, I feel way stronger about that case if, if I'm talking about potentially taking it or, or ruling on it as a juror than I do about, well, they never mentioned it. And under the circumstances, a, a normal person would recognize, hey, if I've got HIV, I kind of need to tell my spouse that before I marry them. Uh, not that from a moral perspective, I, I would agree that you should tell them, but legally, I'm not really comfortable coming up with 
what the list of things that you should and should not affirm, it would have an affirmative duty to disclose, right? In real estate contracts, we talk about seller disclosures, right? You're required to tell the person who's buying your house about certain kinds of things in the property history that you're aware of. There is no similar list for marriage. I don't want there to be a similar list for marriage. So I would definitely, you know, I, I think it might change if, for example, the, ugly, the husband in the ugly baby case asked his wife, did you ever have any cosmetic procedures done? And she said, no. You know, I might feel a little bit differently about that than I do if she just never told me and I felt like I was entitled to that information before we got married. All right, let's put a bow on this one too, right? I think I see where we all are already, but all right, ugly baby husband. Case or no case? Noah. No case. No case. Ron. No case. Way too subjective. Producer Mike. This one makes me very sad. There should be no case here. He's being so incredibly shallow. And where's the love for his own child? <laughs> to have this baby be the ugly baby for the rest of its life, I think is incredibly cool. He should be sued for that. Yeah, make that unanimous. This, this, this is no case. And yet... Apparent, uh, apparently, with admittedly scant knowledge, but from the from the place where I read the little blurb about this case, it looks like he may have, in fact, won the case and that his wife was made to pay him more than $120,000. Now, I don't know the theory. I don't know the damages. I don't even know if that's actually true. But running through the factual scenario we've got, I don't think this is a case. And I do. I feel I feel awful that you know, for the rest of this child's life, like your dad thought you were so ugly that he sued your mom for $120,000 is just awful, just terrible stuff. So on, on that lovely note, thanks to everyone for joining us for this episode of I Strenuously Object. Thanks again to uh, Everyday Ron, who we're not calling the Godfather and who I'm definitely not calling the Godfather behind his back. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and for your input today. Thanks, as always, to Attorney Noah Fardo. Hopefully you uh, you learned some stuff or, or had some interesting thoughts and entertained yourself as we were doing this podcast. If so, please subscribe, rate, and review. Share it on social media. That's, that's a thing, right? If you have any questions for our mailing in segment or any feedback for the pod whatsoever, email us. That's at iobject at pghfirm.com. Uh, that's like Pittsburgh and Law Firm, right? pghfirm.com. We are on Instagram at I Strenuously Object Podcast. And for more information on any legal matters, specifically medical malpractice, personal injury, if you've been injured, if you're wondering if you should sue, go on our website. That's Flaherty Fardo's website uh, at pghfirm.com. And until next time, some parting advice. Boy, a little too much chlorine in that gene pool. And you know, the thing is, they'll never know. No one's ever going to tell them. Oh, you have to lie. Oh, it's a must-lie situation. Yeah.